Welcome to this series on church. Yes, I know it's Christ and his law, but that's church, isn't it? Grace and law, the worship of the God who provides both for our salvation and our safety. But here's the thing, throughout earthly history and before with Lucifer, this fight against God's church is what consumes us to a point of paranoia. Why do we pay attention to this is a penalty when we should be pointing to if you love, here's how you would be, here's how you would live. The Ten Commandments? Don't go Charlton Heston on me, because just like the movie, interpretations throughout history have twisted the law of Moses. And for one thing, it was never Moses' law. It was God's law to us, slaves of our heathen cultural past. So welcome to this series on Christ, His law, and His love for His church. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. We've got three new hosts, because we're in a new studio. We finally moved to Maryland, to the Hope Channel Studios. Who knew it would take 13 years for this show to come back to where it started? I'm not sure if you know this, but this was the first young adult. Sabbath School U was the first young adult Bible study program for mm. Hope Channel. It's mm. produced in, it was in California, Australia, South Africa, and then Andrews University. But it's good to be here. And so we've got three new people, three new victims, if you will. <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll see how this goes. But I'd like for you to introduce yourselves. Yeah, and I'm, I'm Oleg, and um, I'm not new to Hope Channel. I'm host of Cross Connection as well. And we're grateful that you chose to be here to Absolutely. help us get <laughs> used to being here. No, no, no. I'm, yeah. I'm Janelle. I'm new to Hope Channel, but I'm glad to be here. God is good. Good. Thank you. I'm Sergio. I'm a person. I'm very excited to be here. Excited to get into this. <laughs> Good definition. We had a, we had a moment where we were wondering, Sergio, if you person, would you read scripture for us and pray? Sure, sure. Pray first or scripture? Uh, let's do scripture first. Okay. Um, I'm reading from Romans 2:14. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. All right. Let's have prayer. Father, we just ask as we get into your word that you guide us, that you bless us, that you send your spirit to us, that we may come to understand you and your law and Jesus Christ better. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now, we're going to go through a whole series on the law. That the, the important part of every section, I think, is Christ and how the law factors in. Um, when you think of the law, what do you think of? The word law. Rules. Regulations. I, I think of judgment things that condemn me. I, yeah. I think it depends also on your upbringing, like mm -hmm. however you were, and, and the, law is, the laws in your country. Sometimes the law is positive, sometimes the law is negative. So I don't know. So what is a positive law? Yeah, positive law, for instance, if I know that uh, some, somebody cannot break into my house, it's a law not to break into anybody's house, or it's a law not to steal from my bank account. Mm -hmm. It's according to the law. Somebody forgot to tell Wall Street, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's a negative law? And the negative law sometimes is just like uh, some laws, they contradict the laws uh, of uh, the dictatorship, for instance. In certain countries, dictatorship is also a law. For instance, mm -hmm. in, uh, women are treated in certain ways, mm -hmm. or uh, lower caste people are treated in certain ways, mm -hmm. and it's also a law. Right. And I think in addition to that, I feel a connotation of 
not just that the law is bad, but that something bad will happen to me if I don't keep that law, because I know I'm bad. So if I don't keep it, I know something bad will happen to me. If I don't pay my taxes this year, mm. something bad will happen to me. Definitely. You know, even though I have, a, of course, we need to pay our taxes, I'm going to pay my taxes. But if I don't, something bad will happen to me. And so I think of that, of that punishment that comes with if I don't keep it. So does the punishment make the law good or bad? Uh, the I law is again, again yeah. <coughs> the law is just neutral. What, yes. are, you, like, what yep. are we talking about? How can it be bad or good? Right. The law is just law. Just is. Just yeah. is. Yeah. Well, to me, when I think of also talking about the law, it's who who makes up the law. That's important because depending on, like you said, in some countries, women are oppressed, children are oppressed, mm -hmm. lower class are oppressed. That's based on who's writing the law. But in mm -hmm. some countries, if it's a more of a fair look um, or they're more open, the law might seem to be better as a whole. So also it really depends on who is who's making up this law. It's, right. ju it's just like an iPad. I'm sorry for bringing this illustration, but an <laughs> iPad Apple pays generously. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, any ta tablet or any device, it, it's just a good. It's just a device, just like television. It's just a device. Uh, I'm going to disagree a little bit because okay. there, it, maybe the, a law can't be bad, but it can disagree with another law. In that it was law in this country to have our schools be segregated, you know, and have, yes, and and that is. A bad law, according maybe to another law, mm -hmm. if you believe that that shouldn't be the case. So I think there can be bad laws, good laws. Yeah, that but, because but no, law the, has an intent. But this is what I'm saying. The television by itself is just television. It's mm -hmm. just the wires. It's just letters. But how we use the television now, it becomes it becomes a very complicated thing. For instance, I'm a, if I, I'm a dictator, and I would use and I would I would make the law according to my own wishes. Mm -hmm. So this is what I, I do. I just twist the law. I twist everything so that it's... You're talking about the concept of the, the law. Concept the idea of a law. Yes. The concept. It's just but the not concept. the actual laws that are written, but law in, in general, its basic concept. Just law. Three just letters. Exists. So in just other words, letters. how do you define the law? How would you define the law? In your explanation you've given, but how would you define it? Is, is it, is it? It's not good or bad, so how do you define it? What is a law then? Okay, a law is a certain uh, rule, certain um, uh, list of rules, if you wish, list of rules that was made by a human being or a group of people or a supreme being, if you will, whatever we okay. talk about, in in their for themselves or for the good for the goodness of the society. Mm. So they're they're protective measures. Supposed Either protective or 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 guidelines, guidelines or su supposed to be. You're mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because sometimes it's different. Yep. How, well, like, in what sense? Different because sometimes you can be oppressed. It's, but it comes That's down right. to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. It can, right. So it's so a law. A law is basically in most cases generated to protect, to keep, to <clears> guide <throat> for the betterment of society. But the interpretation mm -hmm. by individuals can change. Yes. If, for instance, I'm your son. I know that your laws, I'm, I'm, I'm just, as an example, if I'm your son, I know that your laws for me will be good. But if I know that you're my boss, that I know sometimes some, I, do, I, I disagree with some laws. For instance, we need to have a, when, I, when it's my birthday, we need to have a day off. I agree. <laughs> that's very that's subtle. subtle. <laughs> First an endorsement of Apple, in. another one is I want you to listen day You're doing great here. <laughs> But I'm just, I'm just, so that's why I would disagree with my boss, for instance, I would disagree with somebody else. But I, if, I, if, I know that, if I know that you love me, then I know that your laws will be not self-seeking, but the laws for my good. Yes, uh, go ahead. Because in general, I think laws are supposed to protect, are yeah. supposed to help establish some order, because without it, everyone will do anything that they want to do. Which is and what that's the judges, scary. Right? 
The book of Judges <laughs> started off with everybody, everybody did what was right in their own mm -hmm. eyes. Mm -hmm. yep. It wasn't what was right for society, what was right in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, you have anarchy. Right. Yes. Right. Everybody yeah. would write their own laws. <laughs> right. Which yeah. is sometimes what happens when you're driving on the streets here in D.C. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's excellent that laws sometimes, if it, if it applies to an entire group, then that is what establishes unity and order and peace mm -hmm. in a society. How do you, how do you, okay, look, if you look at the world today, you have so many different cultures, and within cultures you have subcultures. Um, how do you explain the fact that many of them, all, all cultures, have a sense of good and evil? I think it ties <laughs> to the text that we just read, that um, people do seem to have a text in Romans 2.14, do by nature things required by the law, mm. they are a law for themselves. There seems to be something in our nature that has an understanding of the law, which tells me that the law, we're talking about law in general, but now when we talk about the law we're going to be discussing today and in this series, the law is something more than just words that are written somewhere. The law is something deeper than that. The law is something more transcendent than that. Because even if I don't read those words, I have so at least some of it in my heart. It comes down to, I think we were talking earlier about um, cultures that have spoken history and oral history tend to explain that history or those, those beliefs by, by telling stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? And by explaining a law, has more meaning than just reading a law on, you know, we talk about the mm. Declaration of Independence, and we talk about all these things here in the United States, but unless somebody tells you a story or tells you how it makes a difference, mm -hmm. that is just words that have no meaning that, that you aren't attached to any, in any way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But how, what would be, in your understanding, how do you explain that almost across every culture there is a basis of good and evil. This is good and this is evil. Yeah, but in some in some cultures, it's 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 evil to uh, to eat your neighbor, and in some other cultures, it's not evil to eat your ne next door neighbor. Literally, like cannibalism or something. In in some cultures, it used mm. to be not right. evil. Mm. So uh, so I think uh, what what is good? Oh, it's it's no. In some cultures, it was okay to eat your, your no the the other village. Their village. All, you, you yes. preserve your own yes. neighbor. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. So in some in some cultures you would you would or in some cultures for instance you can cheat on your uh, on on somebody else. Yes. But you can cheat on your own. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or in some cultures you can uh, you can give. Uh, but see again when you look at it it's it's you cannot cheat you cannot kill but other people you can but you within can. You, your, your own society you mm -hmm. don't. Uh, yeah, so yeah, but the yeah. still the basis is you don't cheat you don't kill. Mm -hmm. The interpretation changes to it's okay with other people, but you preserve your own. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I think there's also, I think someone can make the argument, the flip side of that is that any uh, species, any group that has an instinct for self-preservation is of course going to, you know, not eat its own. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. out of self-preservation. I'm not going to eat my young. I'm not going to eat my own just out of self-preservation. So there's that, there's that element too, I would say. Uh, my grandfather lived in a village in South India and when they used to have, in that village were the Protestants, Catholics, Hindus and Muslims and they were all related mm -hmm. somehow or the other, there was some connection. And it was interesting because when you had a Hindu-Muslim riot. It's the kingdom of heaven almost like. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> they thought so. But in, uh, when they had a Hindu-Muslim riot, the Muslims from this village would not fight with the Hindus in this village. Mm. They would travel to another village to fight mm. because you preserve your own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you don't kill your own, but everybody yeah. else is fair game. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The idea is do not kill. Yes. 
Put our that, own. Yeah, because no, that's still in there. I yes. mean, because if, if that has that's still built into us um, mm -hmm. in some form or some shape, because then we would everyone would do that more often. But you often do see that you do preserve your own. So the basis is still there. Do not kill. And, and they might switch it and make it work for whatever, and that's more of a developmental, environmental thing. I don't know if that's innate. But it's, it's interesting to see that, that do not kill or do not whatever mm. comes down to a selfish interpretation of mm -hmm. self-preservation, mm -hmm. not for the betterment of all humankind, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. but my own. Mm -hmm. Right. So somewhere right. between do not kill, it's been mutated to mm -hmm. do not kill my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, do not steal, but do not steal from my own. No. So I won't right. steal from my own people, but hey, if you're not one of us, man, you're fair game. Yep. Right. I yep. have a deal for you. There's a bridge in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just also fascinating because uh, Apostle Paul, he says that uh, in Romans chapter three, verse 10, and when he quotes, uh, when he quotes Psalm 14, he says, there is none righteous, mm -hmm. no. Like this is just, there is none righteous, no. Not even one. Mm. So it's just, he says that we are evil. We human beings are evil. But at the same time, there is something within us mm -hmm. that is telling us, oh, by the way, you don't, don't do that evil because there is. Mm -hmm. But that's not just the Christians. No, the no. you're right. It's, it's everybody. He's talking about yep. all of humankind. Yes. But yep. it, it starts to make sense when you think that the one that authored the law, yes. the one that the law came from, created the law, also created all of us then you would see why there would be a bit of a blend so between those two. Yes. Yes. Fingerprints on both. Yes. Yeah. But, but again, let me just, uh, just uh, take, uh, take you to one more text. Uh, it's 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. Mm. And he who abides in love abides in God. Yep. And God abides in him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is just, I mean... So the basis of the basis of the law is love. Yeah, mm -hmm. but even, so that means that even if you live in a certain village and even if you are of certain religion mm -hmm. and if you know that there is, like, you treat your neighbor right, if there is love, if there is no adultery, if there is universal law mm -hmm. is within you, yes. then God abides in you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I think it's absolutely Lord, true. And we yeah, we nice. see all these disciples... They say it different ways, but they the, come to the same the, conclusions. Because the spirit, of, yeah. the spirit of God exactly. leads us into all truth. And, and, and Paul says the same things in Romans 13, verse 8. Okay. He says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Ooh, so, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly like you said, that it, it, the law is more than just written words which are, of course, important and we're not negating. Mm -hmm. But the law at its core is of God, and God at his core is love. So the law, the law is about love. When I, was, when I traveled to Bulgaria, uh, I, was, I was preaching to a group of people, and in the audience were a bunch of Indians. I'm thinking, Indians in Bulgaria? I mean, mm. who would have thought of that, you know, unless they owned a store or something, and what, what are they doing here? And then I found out they weren't Indians. They were, they were the Romas, the, the mm -hmm. gypsies in the area. Mm. And they traced all their ancestry back to India. Yeah. Mm. So the, this was the first time they'd seen an Indian up on stage from, mm. from, you know, from the church preaching. So they wanted me to come visit their church. So I went to the church, and it was like walking into an Indian church. They mm. all look Indian for one thing. Mm -hmm. And when they started singing, the music was so tied in to mm. the cultural music of my ancestors that it, mm. it, 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 I had a hard time figuring out where I was. Every time I'd stop, it was, but the origins were there and they could trace the origins. 
Oftentimes, when you in, in this case of the law, if you trace the origins, mm -hmm. all the origins lead back to God. Yeah. Yes. The only problem is somewhere along the line, everybody started doing what mm -hmm. was wrong, mm -hmm. right, right in their own eyes. So I don't understand the folks in Bulgaria, but mm -hmm. I, I, there's some similarity. There's something there mm -hmm. that is, takes me back to my origins. Mm. And in the law, like you were talking about, God created life and he created the law. And he gave it to us in Eden. So where did the law begin? In Eden? No. I'm going to say the law began beforehand. I mean, there was order in heaven. And when I think of law, that's order. That's some kind of rules. It doesn't mean that we all have to follow, but... So you just went from rules to order. Mm-hmm. Mm. So is there a difference between order and rules? No. I, I, think, I think there's a parallel. I think... If you have rules, that's established for order. So I don't know if it, order means rules or rules means order, but <laughs> they, they do they, connect. They, okay. they do connect. There's a relation between. There's the a two. relationship between the two, um, and so it's established. There, there was an order. Like God doesn't do anything. He's never done anything. Just it doesn't appear to be. He does. He's done anything on a whim. And so what he's all that he's done, even when he established, for him to establish the garden, meant that that was already a part of him because there was an order and a rule and the relationship that all went together. So to me, in my mind, that existed before he got into so Eden. So Lucifer broke a, a rule, broke the law. Mm -hmm. The consequence was he was sent out. Yep. But there was a redemption for even Lucifer. Yes. And he had the opportunity, probation, to change his mind. When it comes down to earth, what I love is the fact that God takes seven days mm -hmm. and orders it out in a certain way. So by the time human beings come in, everything is provided. That's right. Mm. And in, in, my, in my idea of the law, I see that as the fact that law provides for good living. Mm -hmm. Yes. However, yeah. then you go to the book of Judges, we take that and mess it up, going, hey, we'll live whatever, however we want. Mm -hmm. We mess it up, but God's intent was never to, for it to be messed up. We've messed it up because as humans, we have so many different thoughts and so many different ways and cultures and depending on where we live and so forth. But when it all goes back to God, all of his law is there for us. It's all there based on love. All of it came out of love. So if you look at the Ten Commandments, not the Charlton Heston version, <laughs> but the actual Ten Commandments mm -hmm. scripturally, mm -hmm. God, gives you the te God gives them the Ten Commandments. And when I look at the story, I see God giving the Ten Commandments to a group of people who had been enslaved for all these years who weren't didn't know how to make the right choices, didn't know how to, you know, didn't know what was, they were used to being told what to do. Mm -hmm. So God says, okay, you're going to have freedom, but freedom has these boundaries. And he gives it to them in Exodus. So you got a, you got a couple of years, a hundred years or so before you have the book of Judges. But in that time, everything went all over the place. Mm. But, but it's fascinating because the law, like, look how, how long it took God to actually, from, from creating Adam and Eve to the mm. point when mm. the law was given. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It took for so long. Yeah. Why? Like, right. if you think about it, just why? Wait a second. Even, like, there is one text in uh, Galatians chapter 3, uh, where it says, uh, Abraham was given, like, the covenant was right. between yes. Abraham right. and God. Yeah. Yep. And then it says that it took 430 years mm -hmm. Mm. For after this covenant to, uh, to, uh, come, to, to come up with this law. Right. Why would God wait for 430 years? Don't you think that somewhere along the line there were people that were actually, it, oral history, they were telling their kids about this is how you behave, this is the true God. But, but somewhere along the line that story changed. I mean, look at our lives today. How we view the Sabbath changes. Mm -hmm. But, but it's, I, I also think that uh, the law itself, it's, uh, maybe there was no need at that time to give the law in the sense of, okay, here's Ten Commandments. Because maybe there was something else. 
there was not maybe there was no written code in the sense like hanging on the right. on the walls by the <laughs> by when you enter the heaven or something like mm -hmm. or whenever like maybe there was not. Such but they were they were also for, I mean for what hundred years or so they were slaves. Yeah. So they 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 didn't have an opportunity to even know about it. Because I think what happens when you lose, just because, uh, this is, at least to me, what I see, it's Enoch, for instance. It says that he walked with God. That's why he was yeah. taken yes. to heaven. Mm -hmm. Then we read about Noah in Genesis chapter 6. He was the one who was with God. Mm -hmm. Then we read about uh, Shem, who, one of the sons. Mm -hmm. Then we read about Abraham, who by faith walked out. Then we read about uh, many other people. So there were always people who were closer to God than just... But I, I think you hit on the on the key right there, Oleg. I think sometimes it's our what we look at the law's function to be. Sometimes that, and it's our interpretation that twists it. Because Paul presents in Romans this notion of righteousness by faith, which seems like a paradigm shift. Which seems like okay, the law was formerly this, but now it's this. Now you just have faith in Jesus. But he says no, it's not a paradigm shift. He said this is what Abraham had mm -hmm. all the way back faith then. Faith and covenant. Abraham had faith in God. That's all he yes. needed. That's all. That, that's all it was required. He was close to God because of his faith. And we lost the way. It was the spirit of the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was, exactly. And he was he was uh, 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 he was obeying God. Mm -hmm. even, he didn't even yeah. need anything because right. he was obeying God because he was in love with God. Mm -hmm. It wasn't servitude. No. It was, it was what was it? Faith and covenant. It was, it was the love of the relationship. Yeah. It was a relationship. Marriage, Where, if you will. It, yeah. Well, now that you said that. <laughs> it was the part, no, I mean, it's right. Because there was a part when God says, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. What does Abraham do? He gets into this bartering argument. Yeah. Really? You really want to do right. that? Well, You can't about, do it. Like, right. God, you can't do it. Right. It's right. like marriage. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You're doing what? I don't think so. Let yeah. me tell you. But I think this is also great because it starts with this uh, in interesting and covenant and marriage uh, relationship. Then they they just got divorced but but that's what it's all about it's about a relationship with God it's about closeness with God and if you have the law without a relationship a closeness to God like some of the Pharisees did then you have nothing the law is just useless words mm -hmm. but if you have if you are coming to God just to come and form a relationship that is what it's all about to get close to God that's what God wants that's what God desires not to hey get in line it's to be close to us so the law given to us is not so much to keep us away from God, no. but it's to bring us closer to Him. That's, a, that's mm -hmm. absolutely it. Mm -hmm. So how do you take an everyday mundane you know, thing that you do and make it part of that relationship? How do you make it part of, you know? You, you find the law. The law is basically for the way we behave. Mm -hmm. Say driving down the road mm -hmm. or getting in line. You're late for a plane. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you take something like how you get in line become a reflection of the God you believe in? I, th I think that it's, it, you do it by being the other way around. I think it's, it's your, when you're in Christ, then you start to, mm -hmm. you, you act different when you're in line, <laughs> when you're waiting in line, when you're in Christ. Mm -hmm. He starts to bear fruit in you, as he says in John 15, abide in me and you will bear fruit. Um, that, that, that is really the starting point. It's coming to Jesus, having him transform you, having him write his law on your heart, so to speak, like, like the psalmist says, and then you act different in line at work. Because you hear, you know, growing up we heard, uh, you know, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. That was a song that we mm -hmm. learned when we were children. And as for me in my life, I realized that when I did not do these things, it was easy to be mean. It was easy to act a certain way. It was easy wait, wait, to wait, be wait, different. Wait. 
I know people who pray and read their Bible, but they're as mean as all get out. And you, you know get what? On but the, that's, you, that boy, is true. They that can is point true. Fingers at everybody else mm -hmm. and tell you how you're going to go to hell and, and not come back. Mm -hmm. Not that, that we believe in hell, but yeah. <laughs> but that is true. But what made the difference for me that it became less of I'm doing this because I'm just supposed to. But I started to really see God's love for me. I started to see Him love me, mm -hmm. and so it made it kind of well, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. Who is he? Right. It, why, why did he stop that car from hitting me when it could have? Why did he do these things? Why does this stuff happen? And so as I started to seek him and as I started to really develop a love relationship that I loved him. And so now it's kind of like, oh, okay, because I love him, this is a little bit easier to, okay, if I miss my flight, there'll, there'll be another one. Nothing's, um, what's the worst that's... It's just going to happen. That's my fault if I was running really late. But if there was an accident, what can I do? And so it's easier then to go to the line and say, hey, you know, I missed my flight. Is there something you can do? No. Okay, I'll let it go this time. It's not to say that we don't have human reactions or emotions, mm -hmm. but it makes it a little bit easier because, like you said, God, um, like you said, Sergio, God dwells in, and we're mm -hmm. abiding in him. He's abiding in us. And so we have this marriage that just constantly continues to grow. But does God's law change? I mean, the Ten Commandments was great for the Old Testament mm -hmm. folks. Did it make a difference to the early church? But it's it's just uh, like when, when you asked the previous question, when you said uh, what, how why do we why do we keep the law and why how do, how does it apply in the 21st century? Right. It's just if you uh, why do you think in the Bible uh, it, the Bible starts with Genesis, the book of Genesis, how mm -hmm. Adam and Eve were created. Mm -hmm. This Bible, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm -hmm. this Bible. I'm talking about Hebrew Bible or a Christian yeah. Bible. So when you when you think about it, it's like to point out, you know what? You have one father. You know what? You have one father. That mm. means that you all are brothers and sisters. Mm. Mm. That means that I create you in my own image. I like that. I like that idea because if you have that one father, I mean, my father's rules and the way he raises, he raises me or raised me, I hope he did there, uh, <laughs> it has not changed. No. Even though I'm at this age, there are principles that he has that does not yes. change. Mm. So the concept of God's changes by culture and by no. age is not accurate. Because it there is good for all. There are some things that change culturally, but uh, universal law, for instance, Based. love of your God and love of your neighbor mm -hmm. remains the same everywhere universally. No matter. See, that's, that's, that's key. Love of your God and love of your, the pe your community, the people around you. Because he's because, your brother, yeah. literally brother. Because you were because talking we about, you know, they read your Bible and pray every day. There are people that do that first part of loving God according to their idea of that, mm -hmm. but really detest the people around yeah. them mm. who don't believe like them. Mm. So we're saved, you're not. Hey, let me tell you how you're not saved. And then God cries because right. he says, wait a second, but he's also my son. She's right. also my daughter. Yep. And that's the Just problem when we sure. think that that thing is the ultimate source. Like Jesus said in, in John 5, 39, you study the scriptures and inherently the law diligently, diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. But, but these are the very scriptures that testify about yep. me. Mm -hmm. It's about coming to Jesus. That's why these things are written there. Mm -hmm. Not because I can take credit and look how closely I keep all of these things. That makes me better than you. That's not what it's about. It's so you can come to Jesus it's and the then you are reborn. Promise. Yeah. Bread comes to find your way home. Exactly. Exactly. And then when you come to Jesus, the law will spring out of you exactly because you will start loving your neighbor mm -hmm. I will yeah. not cheat on my wife I will not cheat on, on I will not sleep with somebody else's woman because I know <laughs> that by that I'm killing him mm -hmm. I'm killing her so and many other things the bottom line is love yes Christ and his church is about love not Absolutely. just for our own kind but for all kinds because God is love <laughs> That's a great way of ending this lesson thank you so much for joining us I will see you back on lesson 13 and have fun
All right. All right. Yes. It'll be exciting. <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschoolletteru.org. And we're bringing this back for the people that ask. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Falvo Fowler. See you. Lesson 13, these guys will be here then. Mm -hmm.